Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Betting Bros NFL podcast. I'm your host, Dan Harris. You can find me on Twitter at DanHarris80. We are back and better than ever for the 2020 NFL season. Today, we are going to be talking about some AFC futures. Next week, some NFC futures. And then, boom, we are into week one. With me to break it all down is Matt Peralt, host of the Betting Pros' very own Daily Juice podcast and pushing the odds over at Sports Map Radio. You can find him on Twitter at Sports Talk Matt. Matt, what's up? What's up? This this is our what officially this is our first time doing a pod together since I've joined Betting Pros, right? So this is are you, this is are you excited? Groundbreaking. Are, are you excited? Because I'm, really I'm excited. excited. I'm, I'm excited. ecstatic. It's great. It's so it's, fun. It's football, man. We're talking football. How about that? Thank goodness. I'm not kidding. I need some football and I need it right now. Um, before we get into it, can you talk a little bit about the Daily Juice podcast? Because I mean, I know that obviously you know I listen to it every day and it's done for betting pros, but it's awesome. Tell everybody a little bit about it. Sure. We do it every day. It's a 15-minute podcast that drops. Uh, I'm on the West Coast, so I drop it at about 11, 1130 every night. So if you're on the East Coast, when you get up in the morning, it'll be there right there for you. And it's essentially a breakdown of games that I like each and every day. And we're making plays. Normally, there's three to five plays in every podcast that we're making. And we bounce around. It's it's not geared towards one sport. It's not geared towards one type of betting. It's kind of all over the place. So we have kind of the whole field to go run around in. We can do like first five under in baseball or we can do you know hockey overs or we can play individual periods and it's just been really fun because august has been such an incredible run with so many sports to bet on that it's been great i mean when we started in july it was a little slim pickings with just like ufc and nascar and golf and now we've got just everything so it's been really fun the response has been incredible i, I can't believe how many different people are listening and writing you're so you're international me. man Everybody's yeah coming it's crazy all right I mean, so many international listeners and whatnot so it's been the most rewarding thing i've done in my now six-year career in sports gambling and, and with with content creation it's been the most rewarding thing i've done so far getting it off the ground as quickly as it's just exploded in eight weeks we just did our 50th episode uh and it's been it's been so fun so it's, it's a huge compliment to you guys you know you've done a great job of publicizing it and making it so accessible to people who go to bettingpros.com so it's been super fun that's true i do deserve all the credit yes and you i do. appreciate i appreciate you it was your idea it was my idea actually you're <laughs> right but i was smart enough to have you host it uh, and not me yeah it is really great and again it touches on on all sports ufc it's, i you know you've been ingrained in the sports betting universe for forever for you know most of your adult life so you really i mean you know i don't know anything about betting on the ufc but it's great to listen to and i feel like just whatever it is i'm so much more informed generally like regardless of anything so it's great and i'm sure you'll be talking about nfl during the year but we are going to be talking about the nfl on this podcast we'll get into a little bit more about what we're going to be doing during the season next week when we break down the nfc but for now we're going to do the AFC preview. Now, we did do an AFC preview, not me and Matt, uh, but I did an AFC preview several months ago, well before the draft even. So some things might have changed a little bit, including the actual numbers that we're going to be looking at. So we'll go division by division here. We'll talk about what we like, what we don't like uh, with regard to the over-unders. Now, we're going to be using the consensus odds over at bettingpros.com. That is the aggregate of the odds that are available in the market. You can see the individual odds at the various sports books that make up the consensus odds, so you can shop around always. But those are the numbers that we're going to be doing. Those are over at bettingpros.com slash NFL hyphen wins. You can find everything on that page. If you look on the left, you can find team futures, player props, uh, etc. Now, uh, like I said, you're going to be able to see a bunch of different books. For example, I'm in New Hampshire. The only book I can actually bet on is DraftKings, which you will see the odds there. Uh, but you're also going to see BetMGM odds. Those are one of the odds that make up the consensus odds. Uh, and what you really should do is go to bettingpros.com 
slash BetMGM. When you go there, you can sign up for a BetMGM account. And they have this great offer right now where they're going to match your first deposit for new signups up to $500 in free bets. That's free money. That's not how gambling is supposed to work, but that's exactly what it is with BetMGM. Remember, bettingpros.com slash BetMGM. Sign up for an account. Get a first deposit match up to $500. Uh, visit BetMGM.com for the terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years or older and physically located in, in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Nevada, or West Virginia. Please gamble responsibly. If you've got a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. In Colorado and Nevada, 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey and West Virginia, or 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Okay, let's go here. Start with the AFC East. This is our division, okay? Matt (laughs) is a Patriots fan. I am a Jets fan. Matt despises the Bills and thinks they are overrated completely if you have ever listened to him talk about anything. So, Matt, let's talk about it. Consensus odds over here. I'll just go through one by one. Then you're going to tell me which one of them, if any, the over-under you like. Patriots are over-under nine and a half. Now, this has obviously moved up since when we first said it because the signing of Cam Newton changed things. Even with all the losses on defense, nine and a half, it is juiced to the over at minus 143, even on the under. Bills are over-under nine, juiced towards the over at minus 143, plus 118 on the under. Jets are at over-under six and a half, uh, juiced toward the under at minus 125, over at plus 110. And the Dolphins are over-under at six, even for the under, plus 110 for the over. So, Matt, other than you've got to certainly hate the Bills, right? Because no matter what, the over-under would be on the Bills. You'd be like, under, <laughs> under. It'd be like four and a half wins, under. Don't like them, don't like them. What, what's your play here? Look, for me, the, the play is the Jets. And I, I think the Jets, and I know people might go, well, it's a low number. I think the Jets are going to be really bad, and I think they're okay with being really bad. And I think when you look at the defense and you look at the the schedule, I I see four wins on that schedule for the New York Jets. And so I I'm not. I mean, this is a big year for Sam Darnold. They got a bunch of first round picks coming up in the next couple of years that they could use on a quarterback if they want to. Darnold needs to stop throwing interceptions. And I look, I think Adam Gase is a horrible coach. So I, I'm I'm very much down on the New York Jets. I'm on the under for the Jets. That was a pick on the daily juice we gave out. That, that I think if you could find six and a half, I go under on the, on the Jets here. I just think they're going to be they'll be towards the bottom they'll probably be a little bit better than the dolphins but not a whole lot better than the dolphins does it change your mind of the fact that they traded for kalen Blage oh right before we totally yes i, I mean, mean look out 10 wins just, huge <laughs> so I, i'm actually surprised this hasn't moved from six it might have been seven i guess at one point but i've seen it at six and a half pretty much throughout i kind of liked them a little bit but not anymore but before sort of all everything that's happened lately I kind of like them. I mean, they were seven and nine last year, and they were terrible. They they weren't as good as a seven and nine team. They had no offensive line uh, whatsoever last year. They played three games without Darnold at all. And this year, you know, they obviously rebuilt the offensive line. You know, when they drafted Becton and Greg Van Rotten and McGovern and George Fant. Uh, Chris Herndon is a player I really like at tight end. I like Jameson Crowder. They lost Robbie Anderson. They replaced him with Brashad Perman. They drafted Denzel Mims. But again. Mims now is dealing with a hamstring, and that was all before they traded Jamal Adams, which, by the way, they did get a pretty good haul considering they, you know, they, you know, he was in a point where they really could have held him and done whatever they wanted, but they got a pretty good haul for him. Um, But then, you know, CJ Mosley opted out. It's, it's just no good. It's no good. And they have, you know, putting aside, but they're not going to be a good team. They have a terrible schedule, as you mentioned. They're out West two straight weeks, by the way, in Seattle and Los Angeles, like, that's just like a 
I don't know. It's a shot at them. It's I'm surprised it hasn't moved much. I get that it's juiced. Um, you know, that they're trying to get you. Uh, actually, yeah, they're trying to get you to take the over. It's plus one ten. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I get it. Um, but yeah, that's my favorite one too. And and the guy, you know, my boss is listening to this because he's like a closet Jets fan, and he's <laughs> definitely going to be mad at me. But uh, I I agree. I liked them kind of at the over. I thought they'd get seven eight wins, but now. I'm firmly on the under. I, well, look, I, I mean, I, I think that the popular play is the Patriots on the under, right? I think a lot of people have faded the Patriots with nine and a half wins, and I don't really hate that play. If I was going to take a second play to bet on, I think it would be the Patriots at nine wins. Okay. You know, nine and a half, that hook, I think matters. I think nine and seven is legitimate record for the Patriots, given the number of people who have opted out on that defense, Dante Hightower and whatnot. They've yeah. drafted well, but historically speaking, Patriot players don't step in right away and contribute, in particular on the offensive side of the football. But, you know, they've got Damian Harris, who's been getting more more and more reps who seems to be taking the place of Sony Michelle, who has been right. sort of the bane of Patriot fans for a long time about his inability to break tackles and you know have a big home run hitter at the running back spot. So, you know, maybe it's it's an Alabama back that will come in here and help that Patriot offense out. But I think the biggest X factor is just the play calling with Cam Newton at the quarterback spot. Jared Stenham was never going to start for the Patriots. It was always going to be Cam Newton. So I think the play calling is going to a lot look look a lot like when they had Jimmy Garoppolo back in the deflate gate years when you had a chance to roll them out to get him on the edge get him up against a linebacker or, or a cornerback and let him go make a play. So I, I do expect the offense to be a little bit better than people think, but the defense, I'm, I'm worried about the defense for the Patriots because of the yeah. number of players that they've lost due to COVID-19 opt-out. So I, I think the Patriots going nine and seven and either tying for the division or winning the division is very likely, uh, but that's why people liking Buffalo to win 10 games potentially and win the division at 10 and six is not a crazy statement. I just, I don't like Josh Allen at all. So, I mean, to me, Patriots under nine and a half is not a horrible play either yeah i'm not going to touch the patriots i think yeah. when i look at the uh you know all of their parts it's not a 10 win team so i would be fine right. to go under but i'm just not, i'm not going to do it like I, i'm not i'm not going to bet against belichick or mcdaniels figuring out a way to max and they have the maybe from top to bottom the worst group of pass catchers in the nfl when you yeah. really sort of look at it you know considering everything but i don't know how much any of that matters like it really you know the hits that their defense took and everything like that i don't know i if no, they they're gonna run 10, the ball i mean they, they're yeah. not gonna throw the ball much with cam that's why they brought cam in i mean they're yeah. gonna throw i mean edelman will get his catches and they like the two tight ends they drafted you know who are coming in but i, I mean i i think that Nikhil harry might take a big step forward in year two you hope because a first round pick at wide receiver so you hope with cam newton maybe you know there's more trust there brady didn't trust him at all so maybe there's a step forward for him in his career but they're gonna try to beat people you know 23 20 they're just not gonna be the chiefs you know they're not gonna try to run i mean under on Patriot games probably are going to be pretty successful to bet on just because of the way they're going to try to play this year. Yeah, no, I like it. I, I So I, I think the one play that we both really like is under on the Jets six and yeah. a half wins. I, I'm surprised, like, I'll be honest, Matt, like, I, you know, I, I, you know, not that I monitor sort of the market, but, you know, I, I, I follow sharp betters and you're pretty in tune. Do you know anybody, anybody who knows what they're doing who's on the over on the Jets? Because I just no. hear non, everybody is on the under. Yeah, it's either a no play or an underplay. I don't think you can realistically bet the over on the Jets, just given what we're talking about. And look, Adam Gase, Le'Veon Bell on Twitter being angry about practices and I'm used to go, go, go type stuff. I mean, it's just... There's a whole oh, yeah. lot of problems and red flags He's a around terrible that franchise. Coach, Matt. He's a terrible, yeah, he's terrible, a terrible coach. coach. And I said this, and I joke not to get on a tangent. We'll move on now. But 
I said this when they were considering who to hire, and it was between him and Mike McCarthy. Now, to Mike McCarthy's absolute credit, he has gone into Dallas and he has said, I'm not implementing my own system. I'm going to trust what Kellen Moore is doing, and I'm leaving that there. That That's to his credit. But right. I knew if they signed McCarthy, that's like a four-year hire minimum, right? He can't tank for a year or two and you can be like, on. With Gase, I was like, okay, fine. Try it with Gase. See what happens. He brought the Dolphins to the playoffs at one time. If he's terrible, you can ditch him after a year and a half, which is exactly what they're going to do, right? I mean, if he maybe he survives this season, but he's not going to be the coach of the Jets next season. Yeah, so no, I agree. He's I, not I'm taking... fine letting him burn this whole thing to the ground. Uh, I do like Darnold. I'm a little bullish on him. I think he's been put in a tough situation for a long time, but hopefully he can at least show some promise with the offensive line. All right, let's move to the north here. Uh, Ravens over under 11 and a half, even on the over, minus 106 on the under. Steelers over under nine. Both sides are even. Browns over under eight and a half, juice to Delver a bit, minus 125, even on the under. And the Bengals over under five and a half, over is minus 134, under at plus 110. So who do you like in the north? Look, I understand that people think that Zach Taylor is going to be a good coach, but I covered Zach Taylor at Nebraska. He's a very smart dude. Dad's a coach. Football mind, not a head coach. Not right now. Too young. Too much, too early. And now you're giving him a quarterback he has to play in Joe Burrow, who I like, who will be a good yeah. quarterback down the road. I'm on the under five and a half wins for the Bengals. I think they're going to be terrible. I mean, really? you, have a, you, you can't work the way you normally would work with a rookie. And yet you still have the number one pick. So you have to play the number one pick. And you must put him in a position against NFL defenses where he must read defenses. I think this is going to be a bad year for the Bengals. I don't know. In that division playing, you know, the Steelers and the Ravens, I mean, where are the wins coming for that team? I just, I don't think, I think everyone's expecting Joe Burrow to be LSU Joe Burrow. And I don't see it. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm on the under for the Bengals. I can see four games, right? Four games kind of hit me. The Redskins, the Jaguars. Oh, not the Redskins. Sorry. The, the Washington football the franchise, team. Franchise, yes. Ja- <laughs> sorry. My, my, my mistake. The Washington football team, the Jaguars, the Dolphins, and the Giants. I don't really know what else they do <laughs> to, to get some wins there. It's not it's not a good team. Now, you know, especially this year, this is a year where when you don't have right. the preseason games, right? You got a rookie quarterback coming in, learning it. It's really tough. It is really, really tough. They have, you know, getting Jonah Williams back is going to help the offensive line. They spent a lot of money on their defense coming in. But again, this is a this is a just a terrible division for them to be playing in because you have at least two really strong teams, maybe a third uh, with the Browns. So yeah, I, I like it. Out of curiosity, because I do have leans on each of the other one. The Bengals, I, I lean under, but it's not one. All right, let's go one by one. Ravens over under 11 and a half. How do you feel about it? Look, I, I think because of the continuity that the Ravens have, you play the over there, but yep. it's so steep. I mean, it's just so tough. I mean, 12 games. I mean, could I see them go 11 and five? Absolutely. Yep. I just think when you have... You know Harbaugh, and you have the reigning MVP, and you've got that running game, and they got deeper at running back in the draft. That's a really scary team to go up against. I mean, they're going to, in particular, in this given pandemic year, the Ravens are really scary to bet the under there. So it's a no play, but I I would go over if I had to. I'm okay to go over on this, which is crazy because you're like, great, I'm betting on this team to win 12 wins. They obviously uh, had 14 last year, but yeah, like you said, they got better everywhere pretty yeah. much they address their deficiencies even that they had in their defense i think their defense is going to be even better and you mentioned it is the continuity there are four teams in the afc uh ha- who have the same head coach the same offensive coordinator the same quarterback the same top two wide receivers 
The Ravens are one of them. It's a team. Look, even if, you know, Jackson got injured, like, you know, obviously, you know, you don't you're not excited about Robert Griffin, the third, but he could run that offense pretty well in terms of knowing exactly how to do it. He's the same style of quarterback. So I just think in the end, there would be something where I'd be willing to go. How do you feel about the Steelers at over under nine? You know, it's interesting because the receiving core, you know, they had a couple of guys last year didn't perform because of the injury with Ben Roethlisberger that they thought would step up and be bigger weapons in, inside that offense. And, and you, you look at the running game and, you know, the defense. I, I really have a tough time with this team because if Roethlisberger comes back in plays at, you know, vintage Ben Roethlisberger, they could be really difficult to, to go up against. It's just, I don't know what Ben's got left in the tank and I don't know about the arm. I mean, the arm was pretty serious. That injury was pretty serious to him. So I, I'm i staying away until I see what Ben Roethlisberger looks like. I guess if I had to bet it, I'd bet the under to have them go eight and eight. But I don't, I, I really, that's a, until we see Roethlisberger, I've got no clue what that team's going to look like. Yeah, I mean, they went eight and eight last year, man. I mean, and you and I could have been playing quarterback and we right. probably would have been just fine. So I agree. This is one where I would love to be able to see a preseason game, right? Yeah. I would love to be able to see what it looks like when Roethlisberger throws the football. But I don't know, man. I'm with that defense, strong offensive line. Again, continuity, right? Other than the fact that Roethlisberger only right. started the one game last year. Um it, it really is something where this is a team where I think they could really make some noise. If Roethlisberger, he doesn't have to be what he was. And my guess is they are not going to be this team that throws it a million times and airs it out like crazy quite as much. Because, yeah, that elbow injury, that's a serious injury. But, you know, Connor is great in the passing yeah. game, too. You can see dump offs. I think, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster, people are kind of like, oh, I don't know. Last year, throw out last year. You know, I really like Deontay Johnson. He's a great route runner. Uh, and James Washington there. I kind of like the addition of Eric Ebron. He's not my favorite tight end, but I do think that adds a little dimension. They still have Vance McDonald. So again, strong defense. That's a team that I kind of like to go over the nine wins. I don't love it, but I lean that way. And I do want to touch on the Browns eight and a half because people are excited about the Browns right now and not as excited as they were last year. But, you know, obviously Kevin Stefanski coming in. He's a first year head coach, but he ran the offense in uh, Minnesota last year. And, and you know, it works. The type of things he's going to do for Mayfield, they've rebuilt the offensive line a bit. There are going to be a lot of play action passes. They've got a lot of good things going on. Are you in on over on the eight and a half of the Browns? I would bet the over if I had to. It's a no play because of the fact that it's a brand new coaching staff and it's Mayfield's third new offense, right? Already? Yeah. Him coming in, third mm-hmm. new head coach. So, I mean, this is really a lot of turnover. It's a lot of changes for a young quarterback who has to prove it this year. I mean, he's got a lot of attention on him because, well, he likes the attention, but also because of how badly things went last year for them. So, I mean, OBJ is going to have a big year. I really do think he's going to step out and really show out and play well. I, th- I think the addition of an offensive-minded coach to be the head coach is really going to work uh, better. I think a guy who's got more respect in the locker room also, I think, will work out better. The defensive line for the Browns, they've, they've invested so much draft capital on, on that defensive line. Those guys have got to play better. They've got yeah. to be the leader of that defense and really wreak havoc this year. And they might be able to do that given the fact that teams aren't able to practice. So I'm expecting the Browns to be better, but it's Mayfield and injuries and the division, right? I mean, you're playing right. the Browns, you're playing the Steelers twice and the Ravens twice. So that's that's difficult. And you could go technically 0 and 4 in those games and really put your bet in jeopardy uh, with the road games and the, and the other uh, you know non division games that they've got. So I would bet the over. But I'm not. I wouldn't do it just because I'm concerned about a new head coach coming in and not having his system in place. Yeah, again, it's a lean over for me. I'm not super excited about it. And obviously, they're already dealing with a pretty big injury in their secondary with Greedy Williams. So 
it, it is something though where you know I'm I'm <laughs> I was optimistic last year. I was kind of buying into it. Um, and obviously it was a complete disaster. I like the addition of Austin Hooper too. I I don't think Hooper is really an elite tight end athletically at the very least, but I think adding him with Njoku, you know they're going to run a lot of two tight end sets. So I do think that the offense is going to be pretty efficient and it's going to suit Baker well if, again, he can everybody can focus and, and they can get off to a good start. Again, it's one of these teams where if you get off to a bad start like last year, things could just go south really quickly. Mm. So I think getting off to a fast start is important for them. Let's go on to the south here. Uh, this is an interesting division. Colts over under nine, juiced uh, toward the over minus 117, even on the under. Titans over under eight and a half. Uh, over is minus 130, uh, plus 107 on the under. Texans at over under seven and a half, minus 106 on the over, minus 115 on the under. And the Jaguars over under four and a half, uh, minus 130 on the over, even on the under. What do you think here? All right, I think you and I might be on the same page here because this was another Daily Juice gave right. uh, a couple of weeks ago. I love the Titans here and the Titans over eight and a half wins. I, I just think this is a team that after they got the taste of it last year going on a deep playoff run, I think Henry getting his new contract is big. He wants to get out there and prove it. I like the receiving core a lot. The defense is stellar. And Mike Vrabel, I think, is coming into his own. He, he might be the best Patriot tree, Belichick tree disciple, and he didn't coach under Belichick. He played under him, which is the big difference between him and everybody else that's come through the Belichick tree in the, in the, in the Belichick uh, regime, if you will, in New England. I am bullish on the Titans this year. Yeah, I like them too. Uh, I, I do. And again, this is one of these teams where you've got continuity, and that is a huge thing coming in. Same head coach, offensive coordinator, quarterback, wide receiver one, wide receiver two. I love A.J. Brown. I, mm. I really like, you know, we do fantasy, obviously. So AJ Brown is one of my guys. Uh, another guy that we work with loves John o. Smith, who I agree is very athletic, talented. They made Henry happy. He's going to be able, you know, with it, with the deal, they're going to run it. I like Ryan Tannehill. I, you know, is he going to be as efficient as he was last year? No, because you can't possibly be that efficient as he was last year, but he's a very solid NFL quarterback. He can do what they want to do. So I do like them a lot, especially at eight and a half. Now, the Colts were at eight and a half earlier in the offseason. Yep. I like that. What do you think about the Colts? Because I'm I'm pretty bullish on the Colts prospects this year as well. So, yeah. All right. So, look, at you're bringing in Phillip Rivers to come in to replace a quarterback that Jacoby Brissett was, they thought was going to be the answer, and he turned out to be not the answer. He was good in the beginning and then not very good at the end. So they bring in a guy who has one or two years left. But... Rivers is going to play because he wants to keep going and he wants to prove he's got a lot left in the tank. It's much similar to Brady and where Brady is in terms of, okay, it's a prove it year, right? Okay, how good were you? He, I mean, Rivers has a Hall of Fame career. He's got a Hall of Fame resume, but he doesn't have that championship on his, on his, on his finger and he wants it desperately. This is a team with an insane offensive line, a very good running game, a good receiving core, and I mean, you look at some of the games, the, the Colts are a very fun team to bet on every week because they do a great job of covering the spread. They're, they're very good against the spread. And this is supposed to be Andrew Luck's team. So it was built for a passing quarterback like Phillip Rivers. And the defense took a nice, couple nice steps forward last year. I, I love the coaching staff. The continuity is there from the coaching staff perspective, even though it's a new team, a new quarterback for this team. But I mean, if I had to bet it, I would bet the over, and I can't wait to watch these Titans and Colts games because yeah. I think the Texans are in trouble, and I think these two teams are going to do war this year for this division. Yeah, I love the Colts. I, I really did. I, I have all offseason. I, I very much, you know, we we joked about it a lot uh, over on the Fantasy Pro side about what does Rivers have left. I'm 
firmly, I don't think that mid-year came last year and he just suddenly fell apart. It does happen. You saw Peyton Manning obviously fall apart towards the end of his second to last year, and then he just rolled right in and was terrible for his final year. I don't think that's Rivers. I think it was the offensive line. I've mentioned it before. He was just getting bruised and battered. He has he can't escape from anybody because the guy can barely move. Right. The offensive line is just, it, it's built for him uh, what they are, the offensive line. They have, you know, I love Jonathan Taylor. And again, Marlon Mack, He's a quality back. They still have Naheem Hines. You know how Rivers likes to pass to the running backs. Um, I like their receiving core. I like adding Michael Pittman Jr. a lot. You know, you've got that Mike Williams big receiver that you can sort of use. I'm re- I'm a fan of Paris Campbell as well. Like, I realize he's already kind of dealing with injury, but I think this could be a big year for him. I like T.Y. Hilton. Everything about them, they traded for DeForest Buckner. Rivers, there's no preseason games, but Rivers is familiar with right. the system, right? Because Nick Sirianni and... and um, Frank Reich, he's played under them. He knows it. This is a team that I really, really like. So I think I lean to, I mean, 10 wins is a big number. Like that is something that I think casual betters don't really think about that much. They're like, oh yeah, sure. 10 wins, like a lot of things have to go right for you to get to 10 wins necessarily. But I do, I'm really, I like you, I'm excited to see the Colts on the Titans. Well, the running game too. I mean, I mean, I think through the draft, they added talent. I mean, I just think early, they may not need much at a Rivers, right? Just don't turn the ball over just you know pick right. up third and sixes and like you know get get the get the team in the right play you know be able to recognize defenses which we know we can do you know switch into running plays and find the gaps and find the the the, the place to put the football with you know your your talented offensive line I, I just think that that's why early they could get off to a very quick start a very good start because of their running game yeah it's not the greatest schedule that they have i mean i don't really think anybody in the south has it but yeah i really think they can go to toe-to-toe with anyone, they're not as good as the Ravens. They're not as good as the Chiefs. But really, other than that, especially yeah. again, Taylor is going to be an absolute monster. I mean, I don't know when that's going to happen this year, but by the end of the year, running behind that offensive line. Do you like him, be- Rookie of the Year? Yeah, I mean, I think I do. Uh, it, well, it, it's either him or you know Clyde Edwards Alaire, who's now got the clear road to go uh, in in Kansas City because of Damian Williams opting out. Right. But yeah. I don't know, man. I think in the beginning, I think what could hold him back is that in the beginning, I do think that Marlon Mack is going to factor in more than people realize. Now there are these reports going out. Be like, oh, he looks really good in camp and stuff like that. I always thought that's what it was going to be. You're not going to turn it over immediately. You're just not. Not with no preseason games. But I do think that by the end of the year, Taylor is going to be an absolute monster. I have futures on Keyshawn Vaughn winning rookie of the year. So I I think those are not. No, not nice. That's not going to work out uh, for us. I don't think given the Bucks and given how Rojo's looking, you mentioned the Texans. The Texans to me are a team. I I always think the Texans should go under, and then they somehow manage to sort of pull it out. Are you on the under here on seven and a half? Or do yeah, you if I had way? to be, I mean, look at. So you you have a quarterback and head coach continuity standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. But I think there's some real problems inside that locker room and. Bill O'Brien, he's from my hometown, so I always preface this because I hate crapping on the guy. So I want him to do well, and I've followed him for years, whether it be with the quarterback coach of the Patriots and now head coach of the the Houston Texans. I just think the move to get rid of Nuke Edwards, Nuke Nuke Hopkins, was a huge mistake. And I just think you you don't trade away a DeAndre Hopkins ever, and you you have a quarterback that wants a new contract who's watching everyone else get paid, and he wants to get paid, and there's questions as to whether or not your coach slash GM wants to pay him and I think that's a huge issue and a huge problem I just think JJ Watt getting hurt too consistently you know every year he's getting banged up he's getting older as well I I, I don't like the Texans this year at all 
Neither do I, and it's going to really piss me off when they go ten and six and win the division. It ain't happening, right? It's not happening. They're not going ten and six. They're not going to be in this division. They're not good enough to contend with both the Texans, sorry, the 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 Titans or the Colts. So right there, that's why they're not going ten and six. I can tell you right now. I hundred, I I completely believe you, and I think that every year that some other good. Out of curiosity, four and a half, a ridiculous number for the Jaguars under or over. If you had to go. If I had to go, I'd go over just because it's you, you, you never know. It's pro football, so yeah. it's it's hard to, to to go you know four and twelve. But I mean, I wouldn't bet it. I mean, who's their quarterback? You know, is is Gardner Minshew actually a good quarterback or not? I don't know. I like him. I, I I'll be honest. I kind of like him. I, I really do, and not just because he dresses like the way I feel <laughs> inside. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I really I I do like him. Again, he he was quietly quality. What I like about him again. Really, really good on deep passing. He was the best deep passer, even though he doesn't have that strong of an arm. He was the best deep passer in the NFL last year. Yeah. The best, he had the best passer rating on passes that traveled over 20 yards. And I like, you know, he can he can extend plays with his legs. I, I, I'm not saying I would hitch my wagon, you know, to him for the rest of my franchise. But in terms of what he's able to do, and that's one of the reasons why I think I lean towards the over. Maybe I don't like their defense, but I do think that their offense is, is going to be fairly capable under Minshew, you know? Yeah, run the ball more. Hopefully, I mean, I hate the coaching staff. I, I just, I just think that there's so many issues there, and you know, they, they three years ago that team was tremendous. I mean, yeah. there was just so many talented guys on that roster. We thought the Jaguars finally were going to make some real noise, and then just you know, so many players were either cut or let go or got hurt. So it, it, it it's tough to be a Jaguar fan, and, and I still think that one day that team's playing in London. So uh, yeah, I, I, you know, if I had to bet it, I would bet the over just because it's hard to go four and twelve. And again, the Dolphins, the Bengals, the Lions, the Bears, they're winnable games there right. right, for them. So, And and it's the NFL, like you said, above all. All right, let's hit our last division here. The Chiefs over under 11 and a half, over at minus 130, even on the under. The Broncos are over under seven and a half, minus 125 on the over, even on the under. Chargers over under eight, minus 125 on the over, even on the under. And the Raiders over under seven, even on the over, minus 106 on the under. So you made one of these your futures play, I believe, in like an early episode of The Juice. But you like the Raiders. Is that right? I like the Raiders over seven wins. And after I made that bet, I was talking to a sports book friend of mine. And I said, so how do I feel? How do you feel about me betting on the Raiders over and he said, what, you and the rest of the town? <laughs> I said, oh, really? He said, put it this way. As of August the 1st, there, were, there was one book here in Vegas who had not taken a single under bet on the Raiders for their win total. Oh, my god! Every single bet was on the over. So yeah. when you're running with the masses like that, I can't stand it. But I'm not going to back off of it. Look, I, I think this is a big year for Derek Carr. This is a chance for him to show he can play inside of this offense. Henry Ruggs is coming in. You have a guy who can take the top off the defense. Running game with Josh Jacobs is tremendous. Maybe the best offensive line in football. They've got a defense that needs to step up and play better. But I think this is a team that is poised with the talent. Look, Mike Mayock has done a very good job drafting the last two years. You can hate on the guy and not like him. I'm a big fan. I think he's done a great job. You can hate on Gruden, fine. But this team, just to go 8-8, eight and eight, yeah, I'm going over. Raiders 8-8. Eight and eight. I mean, I can't get there. Like, I, I'm not I'm not going under because I don't I don't necessarily think that they're going to win six. But, you know, this is a you know, Tyrell Williams. It's not as if he was a dominant person, but he's already dealing with the labor and terror. I like Hunter Renfro. But again, you've got rookies coming in. Rugs is the type of rookie uh, ro- rookie wide receivers, by the way, are per- 
they make me particularly nervous as to how they're going to be able to adapt of in this environment, right? Especially because you just don't have time. Ruggs is the one guy of all the rookie receivers that I don't really worry about just because, again, you can be like, hey, here's what we're going to do. Run a five-yard slant and then just go to the house, right? He scored right. a touchdown on a quarter of his receptions in college. So he is there. But, you know, this is a tough division, man. And their schedule, it's not that great. It's It's just something where... Yeah, I, I don't really love him. Is there anybody in the West then who you think is not going to be as good as expected? Then do you like the unders on any of the teams? You know, West? I'm seeing more and more hype on the Broncos, and I, I understand that the Broncos have drafted. But like you mentioned about rookie wide receivers, you know, I think the Broncos eventually might be really good. Yeah. But how good is Drew Locke? And you're asking him to play with a bunch of guys he hasn't had a chance to play in a real game with right out of the gate. Yep. So. That's my worry. Everyone's like, oh, Broncos over, Broncos over, and look at the defense and Von Miller and bubble. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, to, to me, I would lean under on the Broncos simply because you have to ask, you're asking Drew Locke to get to know these guys very fast and to be able to get on the same plan. Noah Faint, I know there's some guys out there who put up some big numbers and they got some guys coming back, but I, I just, I'm, I'm curious about continuity for that offense. And if you need that offense to score a bunch of points, which you're going to, if you look at the offense with the, or the division with the Chargers, Chiefs, and the Raiders, you got to score to be in contention in this division. I, I just, I don't think the, 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 I don't think the Broncos are there yet. I mean, eventually, if Locke's the guy, then next year, but I would go under this year. Could not agree more. Uh, it's not. It's not something where I'm running out to be like, "Ooh, give me the give me the under on the Broncos," because they could easily surprise. Their defense is legitimate. I love Jerry Judy. I really do. I think he's going to have an incredibly bright future, and he could be great this year. It is lock for me, and I don't want to say that he'll never develop into. You know, areas. Like, oh, he went four and one last year. They. I mean, he didn't do anything to to really get there. I was not impressed with him. And again, continuity. It's a new offensive coordinator coming in here, right? With Pat Trummer, you've, you've got a, a new system. You've got rookie wide receivers that are already dealing with an injury to Hamler. Melvin Gordon, fine, but their running game was, you know, I don't know. It's, I'm not, Melvin Gordon doesn't move the needle for me. And obviously, you know, when you're talking over-unders, you don't really care that much about running backs. That's not really what does it. But, you know, to me, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not buying this either. It's just not a team that I really want to invest in. What about the Chargers, though? Because the Chargers are an interesting team to me. I love their defense. I think yeah. Terod Taylor, not a great quarterback, but certainly more than capable, 22 and 20 as a starter. Uh, they're going to have a good running game with um, Austin Eckler. They've got, they drafted Kelly. They've got uh, Jackson. Their receivers still are there with, um, you know, Mike Williams now dealing with an injury, but Keenan Allen they've got Hunter Henry as a good tight end. I think they're going to be able to play conservatively, lean on their defense, lean on their run game, get enough there. I kind of like the Chargers going over the eight wins. What do you think? All right. If you could tell me that the Chargers stay healthy, I'll buy it. But this team can't stay healthy. I mean, they get hurt every year. They have catastrophic injuries, massive injuries. I just, every time I feel like I'm backing the Chargers, they something really horrible happens and, and they, they lose a player or they lose the, you know a quarterback or starting left tackle or uh, you know strong safety it just it's really but amazing are they cursed are you like well i like the chargers but the chargers are an injury team so yes. they're gonna have 70 injuries so yeah, the, i mean so i can't bet the over because i don't trust it i mean i would lean towards okay. the over but they've okay. got the talent tyrod i mean here's the other question how many games is tyrod taylor playing this year because 16. if they lose 16. i mean herbert there's gonna be a lot of pressure to play herbert so yep. I don't know in terms of like if you're 0-4 to start hypothetically, like to say they got an awful start, well, then why are you playing Tyrod Taylor? Just play yeah. Herbert. I mean, the year is lost anyway. Just give him a year to get get ready to get used to playing NFL football and then have him good to go for next year when there's fans and stands and whatnot. So, right. I mean, it's interesting watching Hard Knocks and watching how 
how tough of a time he's having adapting to the NFL and taking, you know, snaps under center yep. and the fact that he can't, his cadence is wrong. Like <laughs> right. getting scolded about not being able to hike the football, right. He's a little scary for a guy with a first round pick, but I, I don't know how long that job is going to be Tyrod Taylor's. So that's why I'm also a little afraid of betting the over. Yeah. I honestly, I think he starts the whole year. I mean, yes, you are correct. If he starts Owen four, you know, I don't think they're going to, if he starts Owen four, then maybe you could see it. But I think, I think really it's just not a good idea to throw a guy, whatever, you know, the, the uh, team is doing for that year to throw him into uh, an NFL team when he's not ready to go. And I think that Herbert is not ready to go. I don't think he's going to be ready to go by week five. I don't think he's going to be ready to go by week eight. I no, don't think he's, he's going to be project. ready to go. Right. He's a project. So let him sit on the on the bench for a year and learn. And yeah, obviously, if they get injured like they do every year, of course, like what, what are you going to do about that? They got a lot of winnable games. And remember, even with how bad they were last year, even with how bad Philip Rivers played, they easily could have had a decent year if they just flipped the script a little bit on the one score games, right? They just lost tons of one score games. So, you know, to me with that defense, you know, you've got Bosa and you've got Ingram, uh, Limbaugh Joseph. I, you know, yeah, but right now I think Terod Teller is going to start the whole year. And I think that in the end, they're going to be a pretty decent team. So I kind of like them on the over. I I do get the concern though. Your point about losing one score games is interesting because if you remember a couple of years ago, the Raiders won a bunch of one score games. Mm Mm-hmm. And that caused everyone to kind of hammer on the under, the under for their win total. I think it was like seven and a half or eight and a half. And they, it, they didn't come anywhere. I think it went six and 10 because of all yep. the one score games they had won the year before. And I think you can, you're right. I think you go the other way here where if you lose a bunch of one score games, just math, just odds, just, you know, the way sports works, that it evens out. And so next year, this coming year, they win a bunch of those games. Right. And if they win a bunch of those games. Most likely they're sitting right behind the Chiefs and probably in a wild card spot and playing in a wild card game. And, and we'll see what happens with, with, with how they'll perform in the playoffs, but if it's Tyrod or some or Herbert or whatnot, but right. I, I think this team, I, I, I've been. This is why I like Hard Knocks because I wasn't sure about Anthony Lynn and I wasn't sure if if the team liked him all that much and wanted to play hard for him. And watching Hard Knocks really has changed my opinion about him in in Los Angeles. And I, I do think that team is all in on him. And, and they, I, I do think if they're healthy, they'll be a team to watch. Yeah, I kind of like what they're doing. And again, remember, they were losing those games. They weren't healthy and they're never healthy, as you sort of mentioned. So now you combine health, you flip the script a little bit. I think they can get past eight wins. Let's finish up with the Chiefs. Again, like the Ravens, another big number. Like the Ravens, another team that's just like, okay, you want continuity? I mean, the Chiefs are legitimately identical to last year, except that they've basically replaced Damian Williams with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So 11 and a half. Is this one where you'd be like, if you are forcing me to bet, you'd go over? Or is this one if you'd, you'd you know, shy away given the number? Look, in the pandemic, they may go 15 and one. Right. I mean, they might. I mean, it's, I, I don't, this is, I look at this team and I, I see the Patriots of 2007. And I just see an, af, an absolute offensive buzzsaw that it doesn't really matter until the playoffs to expose some of their weaknesses. And I think there are weaknesses like the 07 Patriots. There, there were weaknesses on that defense and there are weaknesses on that defense still for the Chiefs. And I do think they're going to be in salary cap jail very soon for all the big deals that they have done. And I do think that if there is a drop in the salary cap due to the, due to the COVID in the, in the pandemic and they have to drop it down, that they'll be cutting or trading players. But for 2020, they're the best team in football and it's not even a debate. And I don't really see, you know, they may drop a game or two games, but yeah, they're going over that number in my mind. 
Yeah, me too. I don't think they've gone under their win total under Andy Reid. I think I, I saw that stat somewhere. I can't remember where it is. Whoever put it out. I'm sorry about that. But I think since Andy Reid got to the Chiefs, they've gone over their win total every year. I can't verify that, but I, I read that somewhere. Here's, you know, for me, the one thing that we didn't talk about, by the way, with the Ravens and the Chiefs, there's one buy this year, Matt, right? There's one playoff buy. You don't have right. the top two seeds, right? right? And so if you've got the Ravens and you've got the Chiefs, even if they win their division and even if they're cruising to the top two seeds, they they got to keep going. You know what I mean? They yeah. may be 13, you know, 13 and two heading into that final week and be like, shoot, we don't have the buy right now. You know what I mean? They, they may be going full bore the entire year just to get that one locked up. So I think that's a little extra motivation. When you're going, but I agree. I think it's over. You know? Yeah. I, look, I just think it's, it's a team where they are doing things offensively and, and, and bringing in Edwards Hilaire as well is going to be another addition. I mean, another step forward for that offense, young guy with tons of tread on the tire who can catch the football, a bowling ball to run through that offensive line. Right. I, I just think that they are doing things right now that it's going to make it so difficult for teams to stop them. And look, Tariq Hill's injury is a little scary. And, and I was going to recommend on betting pros, I need to see him if I can like run a, you know, play a game because Week right. one on Thursday night against the Texans, the Chiefs are laying 10, and yeah. I think they're going to destroy the Texans by like 30, <laughs> but too. I need Tariq Hill to be healthy in those games, yeah. but I, I, I think folks are going to be coming in, and I think the sports books are going to need whoever the Chiefs are playing every single week this year. Yeah. No, absolutely. They're going to be an incredibly public team. And, you know, the thing is, again, you saw it share in the playoffs. That was my favorite live betting experience, by the way, is when they fell behind the Texans and just oh, waiting for the games. odds. To, yeah. You knew. You knew what was going to happen in game. You're just, no, 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 no. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. You knew the odds eventually were going to go where you could sort of fire one off. And yeah, man, I don't know. I this I got to be honest. About it. See, you talk betting every day on the podcast and on your radio show. This is like my first chance to have really gotten into a discussion about it. This is getting the juices flowing. You know what yep. I mean? We get two weeks from today. We're recording this on Thursday. Two weeks from today, opening night. I'm so excited. Thank you Chiefs for coming. Chiefs laying 10. Chiefs laying 10. Let's do it. Come on, Tyreek Hill. Be healthy so we can go all in on it. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on, man. I can't wait to talk about it more. Next week, we'll talk about what we're going to be doing in season. But for now, I really appreciate you joining me for this one. And uh, it was a good time, man. Can't wait for next week. All right, don't forget to go head over to bettingpros.com, check out all our consensus lines, and do not forget to check out the Daily Juice podcast hosted by Matt Peralt, who you heard here today. It is a really, really good listen. I would listen to it even if I didn't invent the concept and have to give Matt <laughs> feedback. Uh, it's really great. It's every single day, uh, and Matt you know, offers a lot of uh, insight. We will be back next week talking about the NFC, and then, man, we are talking about week one, ready to go. We'll talk to you then.